and codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. So let's get this party started, shall we? So, Kate. Uh, hi, and welcome. Thank you. Is this your first uh, Las Vegas convention? It is my first Las Vegas convention. What, what, where have you been to before? Um, there was a, one that I went to maybe moons ago in uh, Philly, and then um, I've been to one of the New York ones, and a bunch in Pittsburgh, which is my hometown. Oh, yeah. oh, Pittsburgh's your hometown, so you're an East Coast girl? I am an East Coast girl. I, finally, somebody. <laughs> you have uh, a friend. I have a friend. I have a friend. So this is your first uh, Las Vegas Star Trek convention. What do you think so far? Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I absolutely love all the costumes. Uh, and the people have been just so friendly and fantastic and doing a lot of, you know, talking about the game and my work on the game and meeting a lot of fans has been amazing. It's so cool. That's the big thing here is that you are here, part of the team with Cryptic Studios. It's eight of you, I believe. Is that the number that's been floating around? Talk to us about that, you know, about being here at the convention, representing Star Trek Online, and having the opportunity to not only meet, but to interact with the fans on a personal basis. I'm sure they're not as trolly in person as they are, that they might be online right now. I, I love everybody. Oh, man. Um, well, Trek fans are some of the best fans in the world, and I've always thought this I include myself among them, and, and we're a pretty great group. Yeah, they've been just really, really generous with their praise and enthusiasm, and it really is exciting. I can't wait to get back to work, actually, and work on the next thing that I'm doing, because I, I know you guys are going to love it. And, um, I want to do that much better, um, so that you guys have something awesome to play. And, um, yeah, this is my first time at a convention. Um, Now, let's talk about your work at Cryptic Studios. Tell us a little bit about that. Let's start from the very, very beginning, which is how did you get to Cryptic Studios? Ah, um, well, I went to Carnegie Mellon University, um, go Tartans, um, <laughs> and uh, I got into the, um, building, the, the uh, Entertainment Technology Master's Degree Program. And uh, from there, um, I did some internships, worked on some games, had an amazing time studying under Professor Randy Pausch. That's, that's the, the cool thing, is that yes, you've been working on Legacy of Romulus. Now, you are the mastermind, you are the clay maker for Kittimer, right? Now that's a big mission. It's that's a powerful a, mission. And a powerful mission. 
Tell us about the genesis of that mission. You know, we've heard about how the Legacy of Romulus was born, but now it's about giving birth to Legacy of Romulus. Talk to us about that. Well, I got on the project and I moved downstairs because Champion was upstairs and Trip was downstairs. And they said, cool, come to this meeting. We're going to talk about the mission you're going to do. And you get to do kids. And I went, oh, because I knew that we wanted to keep it a red versus blue game. And I knew that the Romulans were going to have to make a choice. And it's a camera. So very obviously, they were giving me the choice mission. And I was like, oh, so excited. Did a little dance, you know, and, and, and kind of you know, made a fool of myself, I'm sure, because I was so excited to work on Trek. Because um, I'm a huge fan of the property, and I know this was going to be awesome and big. And um, yeah, so we got together. Um, had an idea of what was going to happen, and then went through you know, paper design documents of what was going to happen next, and then my artist and I got together, we got the layout, and the flow, and how you're going to get here to there, and what you're going to do, and uh, worked it out, and really what I wanted to do was play up the tension, and, because uh, this, is, this is a critical point, and there's a lot of stuff going on, it's like the Klingons and Rogelids have a huge history together, um, you know, and, and Federation, and, and Kimmer is just a place. Um, I really wanted to make it be an awesome experience for people to have that and that, that was a big moment. I remember Terry Lynn talking about it on podcast UGC about that, that, that what? That scream, the moment that, that you make that decision has to happen. I want to talk actually a little more about the process, rather. Okay. So you get a script, you get an outline from somebody, and then it's, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to piece things together? Um, it, it, usually it's, it's, we know that this needs to happen, um, and sometimes they, uh, like Al and Dan, have very specific things that they want to see. I'm very fortunate. They give us a lot of eBay to figure out how we're going to get from A to B, you know, from A to Z rather. Um, and so uh, we knew that it was going to be set on Kittimer, and we knew that you were going to have to make a choice. And um, in the initial uh, brainstorming session, we discussed Tamar and his sacrifice, and that being the thing that really sells that you know, the new Romulan Republic is different from the Tal Shiar. So yeah, we had a brainstorming session. We kind of figured out what beats we wanted to have happen. And then um, I came back with a uh, more detailed paper design document of, all right, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Um, this is going to happen. A cutscene is going to happen here. We're going to talk. We're going to see Sela here. Um, we're going to you know, talk to Dutan here. We're going to talk to Timer here. You know, and then we go up to space combat and we do this, and this is what happens. And um, you know, and then back down on the ground, and here's the final climactic scene. And I actually went and I did stick figure storyboards for how I wanted that to, to look. And um, it was pretty cool. And then so I got it, I did my pass on it, I went through, I implemented everything. And then this time uh, we actually had a polish pod that went through and just played it and played it and played it and um, did edits as you know, feedback came back. And so um, a lot of time and attention came from a lot of people to kind of make it, you know, the awesome mission that it was. And so um, it was cool to see, like, you know, how it evolved and things. Because I ended up getting, uh, you know, doing my past, doing a bunch of stuff on it, and then getting over to the infiltration arc and starting on that. And then I came back at the very, very end and was able to help implement all of the voiceover and final polish and make sure everything worked and stuff. And uh, so it was really fun and very collaborative effort uh, throughout the entire team. What I'm enjoying most about our conversation is that you are really excited about... She's passionate. Uh, your passion is infectious. That is fantastic. I mean, it, you must be a fantastic asset to the crypto team. I mean, really, it's... it's... I, I, I like to hope that I am. Um, I really enjoy being on the team. It's a fantastic group of people to work with, and I enjoy 
were coming into work every single day because I dude, I, I got to make, you know, like Borg and, and Star Trek and history. Star Trek's done. Star Trek history. Now, I've done the office job thing. I can't go back. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet, I bet. Talk to us a little bit about the other missions. Like you mentioned the uh, infiltration. What was that process like? What was that experience? Um, well, we were like, all right, here is generally what's going to happen in this and here's what needs to happen in your mission. Here's kind of the elevator pitch and then any kind of like bullet points of this needs to happen, this needs to happen, this needs to happen. And then designers go and we basically write a pitch document that is um, the moment-to-moment gameplay uh, of the mission and kind of almost what your journal will look like um, at the final Oh, yeah, your little pathing instructions are there. Right, potential interactions are like, yeah. you know, here's, here's an interact here, and then you're going to go fight these guys over here. You're probably really good at PowerPoint. Yeah. Um, I actually do the Word, and I use Google Docs. Oh, all right. Um, we, yeah, we're going to have to up your game. We're going we're to get you a PowerPoint wizard badge here. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've used it a couple times, but I, I, I prefer this Word because it's just easier to edit. But, you know, and then we present ads, and speak very, very quickly because, you know, the meetings are really short, and everybody's doing them that same morning, and kind of, um, have a paper design, like, you know, this is what the layout of the mission is going to look like. Um, you know, usually we've spoken with our artists and have them on board so that we're not signing them up to do super crazy things that they don't, can't do in the time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's basically like they trust us to come up with something really fun and be able to deliver on it on time. I'm imagining Dan Stall in these meetings with like, you know, your, your Word document here and, he, and, you know, you get about five seconds into it and he just tears it in half and throws it out and stomps out of the room and you go, oh, oh, that wasn't good. No? Unfortunately, that doesn't happen Oh, okay, good. All right, good. No, no, normally he waits to the end. Oh, then he tears it um, <laughs> No, no, no. Dan, Dan, Dan usually comes with really great
there's a little bit of wiggle room, but we don't really want to use it to implement. We want to use it to polish and you know, do awesome things and make that cutscene amazing, really impactful, and you know, implement the little ambient touches. Like all through Kidmer, you know, everybody's debating. Like, you know, I don't care if you're wrong with this, you know, all that dialogue has to go in. Okay, so there were some big announcements this morning. Yeah. Alright, it was announced that Season 8 is going to be a Dyson Sphere. It's going to be a part of it. Okay. That's pretty cool. How much of your hand is in that pot? Currently, I'm actually working on the featured series. Or oh, the bridge episode, to the Dyson Sphere. The bridge to the Dyson Sphere. Just one episode's on a series, I spoke. But it is the bridge between uh, the end of the uh, Romulan uh, reputation storyline and the next season. Um, when it comes out, everybody will be able to play it. So if you're level 10 or above, it's not going to require that you go through the whole rep system. Uh, but eventually, we'll fold it back in and be part of the storyline as we've done with many other things. So that's what I'm currently working very, very hard on. Except for this weekend, but you know. Yes, Dan said something about finding an Iconian gateway that sends us to a very, very far away part of yes. space. Is it a long time ago, or is it just far, far away? It's just far, just far, 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 far away. Okay, okay, okay. Just far, you know, far away. We don't want to cross the streams on no, that. No, we're not crossing the streams. Okay, alright, good. So, far, far away, not long, long ago, get there by Iconian gateway. Do we get to come back? And this is actually going to advance okay, the Iconian story as well, slightly, it's correct? It's going to advance a lot of stories. Wow, okay. We're, we're kind of happy with how it's going. We're going to, you know, present some new stuff, obviously, um, but it's going to afford a lot of the stuff that we've been working on. Lots of threads. Lots of threads. Lots of threads. Oh my gosh. Uh, All threads. Yeah, I've, I've watched guys play uh, some of the stuff and uh, in, in some of the space adventures, which is new and shiny. Al tweeted a picture, but he didn't let any of the monitors come through on the picture. I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, we don't have any uh, in-game screenshots, in, in, but it looks really cool. The concept so, art was cool. The concept art the is concept amazing. Art. Yeah, our concept artists are really great guys. Well, Kate, we want to thank you for stopping by. We have to get you on Priority One Podcast. Yes. Definitely, definitely soon. After when the featured episode. When you can talk about some things. Yeah, when when you can talk about some things. Uh, in September? Okay, so, yeah, so when you I, can talk about some yeah. stuff, we want you on. Yeah. Okay, all right. And I, 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 a lot to talk about. It's really oh, exciting. About it now. Good. I, I'm, listen, I, I, it's really exciting talking to you. Your passion is clearly there, oh, and I, we, we really want to get you back. So we're going to talk to the powers that be, and maybe in a few weeks after September, I presume, is the date that was thrown around, yep. uh, we can get you on and talk more about it on Priority One, where there's more time, and there's it's not a convention, and, and there's so much things going on, and oh, my God. So, Al, you got to uh, do some boring announcements today uh, at your panel. You know, a few things that the players of the game might care about, might not. You never know. But uh, I thought we might talk about some of those a little bit. Dyson Sphere! Season 8. Okay, now you guys took the stage awesomely with as much ex excitement and as much passion as you had last year. And it was really exciting. So, let's talk about Season 8. What is coming in Season 8, Al? Um, season 8 will be a brand new experience, an end game experience, which will take the players into a Dyson Sphere to go up against the ball. It's something that I've always wanted to get in the game for a long time. You know, after the players fighting Tholians and Borg, 
um, what's what's the next big challenge? There's a few out there, but the box made the most sense for what we're trying to do over the next year and a half. It's, this is not a random critter group or, or an adversary. Kate was on here. She was selling it. She was, she was selling she it. Was selling I, had, it. Didn't hear, I didn't hear what she had to say. But we've got we've got the featured episode coming out first at the end of September, which is basically the bridge to season eight. It's basically a little teaser. Um, it takes place at the end of the Romulus story arc. That's part of, that's part of all the all of Romulus and reputation system. Um, and it is it starts off at New Romulus. The big discovery in the basement of the colony. Basically, at the base of the colony underground and Iconian Gateway, there's something special about it. And I won't give away too much, I won't really give away too many details, um, but you will go through that and do some stuff <laughs> with, with the things. And basically, that will give you a teaser about what's what's to come. And what is that is, is that what is season eight? And season eight will be inside a Dyson sphere. So, yes, there is no sector space. There is no need for a sector space. The entire content will take place inside the inside the Dyson Sphere, over the surface of the inside. Everyone should know it. Remember what Dyson Sphere is? Um, the, it's a giant artificial structure, like the halo, but a sphere. A sphere that's Spiro. built about the radius of the, uh, of the orbit of the planet Earth around a single star. Uh, it was postulated by a scientist like Dyson, a real scientist, not a Star Trek scientist. And it appeared in Star Trek, um, the episode Relics, where Scotty, Scotty appeared. That's where they found Scotty crashed on the surface of the Dyson Sphere. This will not take place on that Dyson Sphere, although we will address that Dyson Sphere. I imagine you would. Okay. And so you will be inside here, and unlike Sector Space, combat will take place. This is a space adventure zone, space battle zone, and there will be, uh, and so you will fly through here with other players, 50 other players, however many people we can get in there. And you'll be searching and doing content, missions, bound missions, uh, directed missions, uh, uh, you know, Q, Q content, and uh, you will see a bought city ship. And so, so you, a big, probably yeah. a bigger one than what you've seen before. So I, I wanted to ask a little bit. You, you guys mentioned also territory control, not in the conventional sense that we're familiar with, where it's a red versus blue territory control. Well, it's not but PvP it, territory right. control to be, to be clear. Right, right. So it, but what I was when I was discussing and recapping with Elliot, did I understand that it's going to be so the two factions are going to compete for the territory against the. Both. No, no, I'm sorry. That's, that's not what's not, not happening. Okay, okay. It's entirely the player against the boss. Okay. Okay. All right. So this takes the territory control game takes place on the ground. Okay. So it's more like the 20 man PvP or uh, uh, man trap. Yes. Well, it's not, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, as far as like a 20 man right. EQ, you can actually you can access it. It'll be one of these spires. There's these massive spires that are coming out of the surface of the sphere, which will be flying around, and you can fly up to one, and then you can beam down to the surface. And then once you once you're there, it's just, you know it's a large ground map, maybe about the size of the Pharah, maybe bigger. I'm not quite sure the exact size. And it's an adventure zone like on Romulus era, but it's also we're calling it a battle zone because what you need to do is you need, I don't want to give too, too, too much of the fiction about what's happening, I don't want to give too much of the story, and the players will have to discover that for themselves, but you are basically trying to stop what the both are trying to do. And they 
they've taken control of all these points, and you need to do a number of different things to retake control of a point. And there's a number of different stuff you have to do. You don't just stand there. You have to do stuff. You can do now. Think, think more like a PVE version of. I don't want to, to oversell too much. So we take a little inspiration from like League of Legends kind of thing. You're gonna go and like get points, and then when you get points, you'll get certain benefits. Like you might get an artillery point, and I can fire artillery from there. That kind of thing. You might unlock certain things, and then you'll get some, some pets that will follow you around. Or get some. Oh, we get some force field buffs if we go and take this one. But you'll have some strategy on what is it, which points in which order you want to take them. And if you, and then once you take them, if you leave them, the boss will start coming back and trying to take them. You know, you'll get some allied support and see that will try to hold off the ball. Okay, we've taken this point, allies will come in, but they're not going to be able to hold it forever. So you either, either need to move on fast or leave some people behind and holding off the ball, right? And eventually, and then lots of different things will happen along the way. Certain bosses will show up, certain special where you get certain special rewards from. And the idea is that once you've once you completed X, then the big boss is coming, and then there's the big boss battle. So is this, is this going to take place on the ground or in the ground. atmosphere above or no, this both? No, is, this is the ground. This okay, is the this ground. is the ground one. Totally okay. ground. Okay. You, you, you access it from space. Like you fly gotcha. up to this point in space. And that's adventure. got its own adventure And then you can point beam down. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Yeah, space is its own adventure battle zone. There's, gotcha. there's no well, when you say space, you mean within well, the in, sphere. Within the sphere, right. Yeah, within the sphere. The atmosphere. So, so think about it. Think about it like this. We're inside. Imagine inside. sector space. Right. Okay. Now, put a planet surface underneath. Right. Then, instead of those little lollipops where the planets are, have these big spires and, and uh, all these structures coming out of the ground Whoa. towards the sun. Towards the sun. Because the sun's above you. Right. On the surface. Okay. Surface of the and you're flying in the ionosphere. Oh, right? that's cool. And all around you is like the halo that goes all the way around you behind the sun. Oh, man, that, looks, right? that sounds awesome. And so you're flying the surface <laughs> going through these structures, and it's like, and the boss are trying to take something, or you need to do a, you'll be able to do like found duty officer found missions. Yeah. Found wow. missions. Oh, found we need to send some duty officers. Oh, we need to transport these guys oh, from here. Oh, man. Oh, this, this thing is under attack. And the deeper you go, the deeper you go into boss territories, okay, until you get to their city ship. Right? You have your control because you've come in from one way and they came in from another. Right? Ah, they've taken part of the sphere uh, and you've taken the other and you've got to stop what they're trying to do with this sphere. And along the way in the middle is the, is this special point of interest which you use to access that, the door to access the ground portion where you do the battle zone to stop the main thing that they're trying to do. Okay? And so you're trying to do that territory again. So there's a lot going on there. Along with it, there will be a new reputation system and um, a new rep. And before we get groaners, because I know there's some concern about another rep. That never happens. No. <laughs> we're, we've really taken a completely different look and a completely different approach to this rep system. And if it's popular, we'll change the old rep system. Okay? Right. So we tried right. to make, we're trying to make it a little more, it's more about you participate. You come in once a day, you're going to make progress. One of the problems, for instance, I think of that's happening to the, like, to the Romulan rep is that you've got to do content, and then you still got to go and oh, we got to donate 400 hypos. And I don't they make any energy credits this time, so I got to do some other content to make energy credits with the hypos. This is not it. Come in, do a daily, get a token, you get your you get your, get your point. If you want to keep doing more stuff, you can continue to get more progress in the rep. 
but it's not a grind. So come in to come to the, come to the uh, Dyson Sphere, do a daily, get your progress. Yeah. Done. Wow. That's nice. nice because right. I did just I just finished Nakara, so I ground away for however many months, and then uh, you know of course now I'm like okay, well I want to get this this space set, you know, this Nakara yeah. space set, and of course it's like. Oh, 900 marks each. Yeah. So now I've got to grind a few more months. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, 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 which is awesome. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the rep system was meant to be an end game system to give us some scalability so we could keep, you know, having something to do. Because, I mean, think about it. We finished Legacy of Romulus. It took us, what, eight months to do Legacy of Romulus? And then you can consume it in two weeks or a week or however. Some people could do it in a couple of days. I flew my jumper. It took me a good four weeks. To yeah, we were doing the. Yeah, I, flew, okay. I flew my tier yeah, one. Yeah, that, that was just a. That was a. We should just give you a special achievement just for you for doing that. Thank you. That's what I want. <laughs> I've got um, video of me doing that one mission with like 18 ships that keep working in over and over. Big one, big one. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. You can give him a special title that says, Are you crazy? Yeah, are you crazy? I will wear that title. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so, so, but the rep system gives us the ability to, you know, extend the life of the amount of content. But, but we want to make it a little more enjoyable. So, for instance, when you unlock the first tier, there's no longer Mark 10 loop. That you unlock. You unlock Mark 12 right off the bat. Okay. Okay. Nice. So you will get every time you complete a project, you get loot. Okay. You just complete the project, you get a bag of loot. And it's a bag of loot from the next tier up. A random piece of loot from the next tier up. Okay. That loot might be Mark 11 or 10. I think it's 11 and 12. That bag that you would get like for completing that. But once you unlock it, then you can then buy it directly just the Mark 12s. Not to discourage you, but you're arousing me. All right. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have to share a mic with you now. <laughs> no, I'm so we're trying to we're trying to make the reps more appealing and, and more rewarding. Um, I think it's just one of the lessons that we learned. Well, and you want feedback on this. Once, once we get it in. Yeah, once you get it in. Yeah. Yeah, let's, not make it, let's not speculate too much yes. and everything. Let's not, let's not flash the forums now before we have seen. Yes, that doesn't help. So, but, and then and, and whatever we feedback we get, we'll continue. Because we got feedback and we listen, you know. People are getting frustrated with, with it. And that's not what our intent was. So we adjusted and, and if people like it, we'll, we'll retrofit the old ones. There is also an equivalent of something similar to like more processors and the Omega Rep. So you'll be able to get get something. Um, I think we're calling them both cybernetic implants or something. And you'll be able to use those to get basically a new set of STF equivalent gear from this reputation system, both ground and space. So uh, very high-end, powerful stuff. And, and then there also will be a, 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 a complete holding with the system as well. And um, got, got, got a spoiler. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. It's going to be one of the spires. Okay. The little spires. Okay? You've, seen, you've, seen, you've seen the screenshots. Some people yeah. thought they were Maylon. This little thing. Deal. That's awesome. And so you'll be able to basically take control of one of those. Well, that will be the holder. Because there's going to be a whole bunch of them around. It's a giant Dyson Sphere. So there's several of them. There's different types. Um, and so one of them you can make your own. Your I want to talk found missions. I want to talk about found yeah, missions. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's back in the day. And we think still even now. We've got the uh, space encounters, right? Well, the, the, the inside of the sphere is huge. Yeah. Right? It's, it's giant. There are three space maps. Okay. okay? Um, one of them is, I think, three times as big as a three-block sector. Okay. Okay. All right. So nine. Yeah. So like a nine-block. So there's, there's three of them. Yeah. It's basically fed 
middle and bottom. Okay. Right? So they're really big. And you will have dailies and you will have tasks to do to complete, but along the way you're going to get a number of we'll just call them bound missions, right? Yeah. You're gonna, there won't be things like like these basic punches the sectors so that red fur ball yeah. and you won't change zones into that and fight that. It all happens right there. No and zoning. No zoning. Oh. You go from that there's the three sections, yeah. there's the three systems places, but it's 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 an base adventure zone. It's what happens at the pond planet surface of Ron of Okay. So you just fifty other players in Starship flying around doing their thing, going from one foot point to another. Transporting goods, transporting soldiers, um, redoing research on certain points, found duty officer missions. So you'll be able to get common duty officer assignments throughout the sector, just like throughout the sector also in yeah. uh, But the really good duty officers, the rare assignments, you'll have to find at certain points. Uh, which is like, oh, you need some emergency supply. And then that duty officer assignment might uh, might have something in common with, with the next time I turn like, oh, we need to transfer these guys to another sphere. Fire until somebody has to fly the ship and fly them over. So, for those of you listening and don't know, we've already, we've gotten more information than actually went out at the panel at this point. So, there was so a lot you guys of are very panel. lucky. Yeah, you, you guys are getting the goods I'm so right excited! Now. I know, you guys are really getting the goods right now. So, those of you tuning in, congratulations. <laughs> Alright, I, I, I have to ask this question. What about PvP? Will no, there no, be no updates for PvP? No updates. No. Okay, so even in the Dyson sphere, nothing yet. Nothing well, we can let, discuss. Let, okay. me, let, me look, let me go back and just touch on what I like to call the genius. Okay, of what you're doing with your featured episode series for the bridge, because Kate was really filling us in on how it doesn't just advance us into this Dyson sphere story with Devon, but also the Iconians. She says. She actually said it advances many more things in a way. Yes. So yes. you've really tied a lot together with what's coming up here, and and the players just have a lot to, to soak in when this featured episode hits at the end of September. I, I think we've gotten as a group much better at telling story, um, and so we really planned out our story with this featured episode that's coming out in September. Um, how that ties from from Uranus into season eight. What's going on? See, what's going to happen in season eight? As far as what what's the, what what's the mystery? Why is all of that happening? Then another featured episode. Um, I don't want to get I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because we really want to talk about season eight. But the anniversary event, right? That will be another featured episode. That's what we're planning. It's a little early right now. That will continue to to tease the next chunk of content that will come out. So we've got this cadence of basically a teaser featured episode, season chunk of content, teaser episode, and, and we already have the story laid out, so we already know what's supposed to happen. We are being joined right now by Thomas Catu. He's also here. You guys can't quite see him on camera, but he's also now invading the booth. He's, there we go. Where did the Dyson Sphere come from? I mean, there were so many new directions. No, uh, not in lore, but... Uh, in terms of bringing it to Star Trek Online, where where did it come from? How you know you had Legacy of Romulus? Who said we should do a Dyson Sphere? Uh, well, I think I have to take credit for that because <laughs> the content guys were really scared of it for a while. Oh, um, we, so, so there there are certain big iconic things in, from the series that I still want to get. <coughs> the game. Yeah, Major Space oh, Whale Pro. Space Whale Pro. Space Whale Pro. <laughs> Um, there's, there's the Kazinti, there's, there's, there's all the Gamma Quadrants, all the Delta Quadrants, 
there's there's a lot of stuff that still has to be represented. Every so often they get a question, it's like, would you like to you know, do something original? It's like, yeah, but this is, we're doing fan service game, right? So there's still lots to explore. And there's lots of things that we can take and then just <laughs> use as a springboard and invent our own stuff, like the Alachi, for instance, right? One episode, just a couple of pieces, and we make a few Then we get to make what they are. So there's no lacking of creativity with that. Why we chose a Dyson Sphere? I wanted a space adventure zone for a while, right? And we did a ground adventure zone, we did a couple of them, and they, they, they the, worked out. That's the direction that we really want to see the content going, so more people playing. But, but everyone loves space combat, right? Oh, yeah. That's the number one, that's, what, that's what's special about Star Trek Online. So we said, let's do a space adventure zone. The challenge of building a space adventure zone is you have to make one really big, yeah. right? Really big. That's to hold hard. a lot of people. To hold a lot of people, and that's so that's two challenges there. And then it could be really boring with nothing. Because <laughs> space is really big and really empty. empty. Right. So, um, so I said, well, if we do it on a Dyson sphere, we could have geometry. We could have big spires and satellite structures and whatever we want to think of to give you. Points of interest, anchor geometry. Point. You can anchor it to stuff. Yeah, like, I'm going to fly over this tower yeah, here, I'm going to fly this direction. Fly through something, fly behind something, and yeah. And so everyone got on board and thought it was great. So that's more why we decided to do it. And, uh, and they said, well, let's just get rid of sector space for that stuff. We don't need it. Can you talk a little bit about any of the technical hurdles that you faced in putting something like this together? This is a really big challenge for art. This okay. has been a huge technical challenge for art to make it feel right. And they're really nailing it, but it's been that's um, to make this environment, make it feel that you're above this surface, and you have this giant monstrosity of structures that are coming out, and yet try to make it feel huge. And where do you start the curve? Where do you see the yeah. curve? And honestly, what would you see on the other side at that distance, right? Yeah. Uh, what would it should it look like? Well, nothing. To make it feel. I would think nothing if the sun is fade. in the center. Well, would fade. well the, you got to remember the sun's in the center of the sphere. Yeah, but you're not in the atmosphere. I can see, if you're in space, you can see past the sun because there's no atmosphere. Right, true. So, but that's what I'm saying here. You're, you're kind of in the atmosphere. That we had right. Time. Like, what is that supposed to look like? Yeah. Supposed, should it be black up there? Should it be white? Right. Should you see geo? Uh, and trying to make that feel real? Wow. That's just been a huge challenge. Yeah. It's like We've got a guy in NASA. <laughs> yes. You want to talk to the NASA guy? You want to talk to the NASA guy? Yeah, they're going to be great. We're going to talk to them. Thomas, we should send you over there so you can talk to the archivist. You want to go to JPL? We'll send you over to JPL. Sure. Is it, yeah. Are they here? He we can get the guy. He was, actually, he was just walking past a second ago. We should Dr. talk to Robert. Dr. Robert. Dr. Robert. Yeah, sure. His, 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 job, his job at NASA is the space visualization guy. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, Let's just so hire him. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll go get the I'm offer. I'm pretty sure he would sign up for that faster than you could handle him. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, we talked to we talked to John Eves, Tom, Thomas. You know, uh, we met John Eves. He was really nice, and uh, we wanted to tell him the story about him applying. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Oh, <laughs> it's a great story. Yeah, that's a good tell story. story. That's a good story. So, so we went up to talk to John Eves. Said, you know, I'm a really big fan of Enterprise E. It's my you know, my favorite Enterprise design, and he was really nice. He's a very sweet guy, and he. He's like, oh yeah, uh, Cryptic, I, I read all the articles that you guys put on the StarTrek.com website. I was really excited when I heard you were, you were you know, reviving uh, STO because uh, John Eves actually did the concept art for, for STO when Perpetual was running it. So when, when Cryptic got the license, he said that he saw that there were uh, job openings at Cryptic for a concept artist, and then he went through the whole like process of applying to Cryptic 
for a job online and then he never heard anything. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so some, John is. <laughs> yeah. So somebody thought that he didn't know enough about Star Trek or something. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. I'm very sad. Serious apologies out to John Eves. So um, I think it'd be fun to work with him. It's not, it's not a promise or anything, but I just, I just, uh, that's just was crazy. That that's just a crazy story. So I happened to be with Thomas uh, when he met John, and, and and we were both equally girly excited on the inside. And we, a lot we, of girly squeeze we, lately. Uh, we kept, yeah, we on kept the inside, cool. On the inside, no, not on the inside. Yeah, we, well, yeah. we kept her cool, and, 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 and Thomas got some signed uh, with the grass and everything. And and as we walked away, I I'm pretty sure I saw on Thomas's face a little bit of. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty exciting, and uh, I actually went and I went and bought the uh, Enterprise E model, the Diamond Select one that they're selling at uh, Roddenberry booth. Mm -hmm. I took it back to John, and he signed it for oh, me. Awesome. You got yes. you got Eve to sign the Enterprise E model. Yes, I oh, did. God, why didn't I just bring my ship? Like, <laughs> yes, That's I awesome. did. Awesome. Did he sign the box or did he sign the actual ship? I had him sign the stand of the ship. That's the perfect. Stand. That's perfect. Okay. Exactly, yeah. and he was. He was so cool. I sat there for a few minutes with him, talking stories. I, I even showed him the Iron Man suit. He was really excited about that. That was really cool. And when I showed him that, he's like, "Oh, well, you got to show that to my buddy who did all this stuff for Star Trek." Doug, come on over here. And he calls over Doug from Drexler. Oh, oh god. And the, the, the three <laughs> my of us, buddy. Yeah, the three of us sat there for a few minutes, and they told me some amazing stories. And we're. Uh, we came up with the idea to get them both on the show and have them tell these stories. So we're hopefully going to get that scheduled together, and in the future, then we're working on that. By the way, if you do get John or, or Sir Martin Game, I think that they deserve their own characters at Jupiter Station, walking around like engineer, you know, designer. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I, that's you know an awesome idea. I love that. That way you we can introduce. Right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that way you can introduce the new ships and be like, "This is the guy who designed it," and they can have their own little, you know, tune walking around Jupiter Station. Awesome. I need to actually. Get somebody to update the dialogue uh, Commander Maroney says because all cars aren't all blue anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he says? He says? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a whole, uh, when they asked me, you know, when they bought the mini games, that's how that whole thing happened. They asked me, do you want this or this? Do you want to be in the game? I'm like, absolutely, I want to be a character in the game. So I wrote this whole, like, bio of Commander Thomas Maroney and, like, how he was the reason, like, he was introducing a new version of all cars and there was, like, a hologram malfunction and so during the meeting when the admirals approved it it was it just only displayed the blue device <laughs> and so so that was the thing that got approved and so like all cars were all blue so, so they should go in and and, and, uh, and promote you and say I fixed a hologram problem right <laughs> so all the colors are back yeah that's, now that we Captain have Captain Maroney yeah, yeah. yeah that's great yeah. for those who don't know Thomas was a player in the game and we learned about it because we were started doing the game, but we're going to do many games. We're talking about it a lot of the forums. I think it was right before, it was before we did the waveform game. That was yours, right? Waveform, yeah. 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 yeah, space and armor. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, uh, so Thomas put up all these kind of uh, mock-ups of what mini games could be in Star Trek Online, and we loved them so much we we bought them. We, we, we just we just paid them for it, and that's what led him to working with us. And then that's when we offered him. A, it was it was funny because like to when I got I, I didn't get hired because of the mini games I got hired for a web design job. Um, That's true. I had a background, but but I, I think it's funny because I use the regular cryptic hiring process, and it's like man, Johnny's can't get a job at cryptic, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Johnny Johnny's doesn't do mini games. That's right. I forgot you were the web team. Like, I, you were you were doing all this like side work for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, because I, I my, my master plan was to try to get to work on SDO. Yeah. Like I, I was like, all right, well, I'll just get hired at cryptic. I don't care. I'll sweep the floor. I don't give a.
And you know, I'll, I'll just try to throw as much stuff as I can at the STO team and maybe they'll, they'll hire it. me. That, that's it. So one question, actually somebody yeah. just popped up. More mini games? Yes, there is a new mini, I think, I'm almost positive there's a new mini game. Uh, you know, poker? Like, uh, what you call it? Uh, no, not poker. <laughs> uh, specific for for the uh, season eight. Um, there, there's a new, you know, uh, um, mini game, you know, mini UI game, and, uh, a featured episode. And the ground, the ground battle zone has a number of games mechanics that you have to do. But as far as like mini game pop up games, I'm almost sure there's a new one. I've heard there for, there is, um, for season eight. Yeah, to you. Um, I think I know which one it is. Have you seen a mock-up of it? Because I don't know. I don't like promising things until I actually see it well, working. It's, but they, I know we've asked, I've asked for one. Yeah. To, for something very specific for what we're doing that yeah. I haven't revealed yet for for, for uh, season eight and the Dyson Sphere. Um, something from the IP. I haven't seen it yet, so I hate to say it's actually there. Right. Well, I think so. When they did the waveform mini game, there was actually another mini game okay. based on my okay. mockups that was about like halfway completed or two thirds went done. So I think we're just going to change that up and that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. So, so very likely. So Al's been informing us of everything we can look forward to. The, 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 probably the amazing, too much. Probably <laughs> too much. But Tom, what are you currently working on right now? Carry UI is out. We just finished that. There's a you know there are a lot of uh, icon needs on the horizon for season eight. Obviously, we've heard about a new UI. You know, that'll be mainly happening to do with the mini-map and uh, the mission tracker and all that stuff. So, I mean, the, the UI is so cluttered in SDO already, I, I, I don't want to add new, brand new things if I can get away with it. So, integrating stuff like that into the mini-map and the big map into the mission tracker, stuff that's already there is, is really my goal from this point on. You know, the, I think the carry UI was kind of the last thing, if we can avoid, Stop there. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I mean, if something if we need something, we'll do it. But uh, one of the things I'm doing on that that, that Al kind of instigated was we have a lot of uh, passive uh, buff consoles, console items in the game that like buff your like phaser power, buff your plasma power, buff your shields. Um, and you know, the, the, all these icons were things that launched with the game, and they all kind of they were stink. They, they were terrible. They don't they don't have Thomas's love and his knowledge of the IP. They, just, just the style. Right, so they were a lot of them were outsourced in concept artists, and there was some guy was like, I have no idea what an EPS power conduit is. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what an IFCS thruster looks like. So they're just right. random tech tech stuff. I, I think there, I think there is a disruptor module yeah. that looks like a six pack of coke. Right. That's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The so so I'm going through for all of those those passive buff icons and redoing them completely. I'm looking at the tech manuals, the DS9, TNG tech manual, and, and making a new thing so it's like very clearly Star Trek, very clearly, you know, in the style of Okuda and Sernbach. And, uh, and also I'm, I'm adding a visual language into those icons because they don't have any power, like associated power icons, they're just buffs. So all of the uh, weapon uh, icons that give you weapon buffs all look a certain way, but they're color-coded for the weapon and stuff like that. So adding a visual language into those so you can easily look at the item, you only have the mouse over and you know, oh, that has to do with shields or it's a science buff. I, I still uh, think the particle the generator is a photonic officer thing, because that's what it was before you had to revamp all the science oh, yeah, I yeah. still look at that. Yeah, there's some break just from, just from the revamp. Right, yeah, 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 exactly. So all, all of that is being updated so it matches exactly what the item does. Cool. And if, you're, if you're a big fan in the tech stuff, you'll, you should be able like on sites, like, oh, nice. you know. yeah, that needs it, it's been a long road getting from there to there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but eventually, our, our time is ending near. So. Our time is ending near. <laughs> uh, but I do a real quick shout out. We're still growing. I need a system designer. So, so if you guys, if you're interested and you've got the passion like Thomas had to just sweep floors and do whatever it takes to get a job, we need a. I need a system designer for Star Trek Online, and I think there's also. I think there's something else. I don't think there's another design position. Uh, well, there's a ship, ship artist, right? Oh, That's and we need a ship artist. We need a, a new ship artist. So, John Eves. I hear John Eves. John Eves. I, I hear he's available. <laughs> <laughs> Can he do 3D art? No. All right. Well, then I can't. Never mind then. Yeah, there's a lot of jobs for, for the ones that I that I want. System designer and the, the Star Trek. That's what I'm uh, most. You guys are hiring a professional podcast team, aren't you? I, that's what I, I heard. I heard you're hiring a professional, professional podcast, podcast team. team. That's, that's what I heard. All right, well. Milk is free, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, captains, I hope you enjoyed our sit down here with uh, Thomas the Cryptic Cat and Al, Captain Gecko Rivera. Thank you so very much for stopping by here Thanks on the live presentation of Priority One Podcast here on TrekRadio.net. Again, Al, Thomas, thank you so much for stopping by. It's always a pleasure, I got to tell you. Always, always very a pleasure. Exciting. Thank you. Transfer complete.